I'm going to do what I can, but I'll let you know up front I'm in pain. But it's all good. Amen. Soon as I pray that you got them passed out. Okay. Subject on tonight some beautiful truths. God says about you. I got a subtopic. What God see in you. What God see in you. Sometimes a person welcomes and enjoy hear, hearing some good things about him or herself. It's good to know that you are worth something to somebody and feel belong or a part of a group or family. There are some bad qualities in all of us as well as some good qualities in all of us. But the best quality are those things which God placed in us when we submit unto his will. Most of the time, we can't see what God sees in us because of our sin nature. As the songwriter penned this verse, I'm too close to the mirror to see what God sees. You look, you looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. You view the point in the natural. Is all in the natural in all you done in the past and in and it consists of a little right and a whole lot of wrong. That's your viewpoint. Am I right about that? Amen. What God see is the creation he made after his likeness and after his image. What God see is being is a being which he breathed his breath in and he became a living soul so let's take a look at the masterpiece that god made we are created for the purpose of god and he made us his handiwork he made us his handiwork for good work and he custom made you for the work in his kingdom we are always tempting to measure ourselves against other people. Those around us are the images in the media or public figures, but that kind of comparison will lead you to discouragement. You are, unique, you are uniquely designed by the creator of all things who is too talented of an artist to paint you as a copy. You ought to praise God for that. You ought to praise God that I'm uniquely made. Amen. But he handcrafted you to be the unique, to be uniquely made by him. So therefore, let's take a view of it in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28.
If everybody in the world was a carbon copy of Larry Bean, it wouldn't be nobody in the world at all. And guess what? If they made a carbon copy after Al Freedom, nobody would reach the kneecaps. <laughs> See, she thought I didn't hear that little remark she had back there. <laughs> so let's read verse 26 through 28, please. And over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth up on it. Hold it right there. Let's go back and we're going to look at that verse real slow while we got it. First of all, we're going to say, and God said. So this is not based on what somebody else said. This is based on what God said. And then it said, and he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Huh? God wanted you to be like him. God wanted you to have the features that he had. Lord have mercy. God wanted you to have the same kind of spirit that he had. He wanted you to have it because he made you according to his spirit. Then he turned around and said, and let them have dominion. You mean to tell me he wanted you to have ruling power? He wanted you to be exceptional in the creation? He wanted you to be above all that he created? Wow. Over all, and this is that, over all the earth. Over all the earth. That means that anything that God created upon the earth, he wanted man to have dominion over it. You was above that. Huh? Over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God wanted you to be exceptional to all of this. Then the 27 verse said, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And blessed them. He didn't just create you, he blessed you. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moves up on the earth. God gave you the right to rule. <coughs> All the billions of people that are upon the face of the earth, they got here by the order of God. Because it was God's order for you to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So guess what? That still stands because it's what God had said and ordained. 
I don't care how many folks that they kill off, there's going to be some more born. One died, two come alive. Come on, somebody. They kill one, somebody having triplets. Huh? Because God said for man to multiply and replenish the earth. Amen. <coughs> God made mankind in his image. And in his likeness, let us, who was us, Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, had a purpose for your life. You mean to tell me that God had a purpose for our life when we were running wild, doing whatever, didn't know him? Cussing like sailors, drinking like fishes, huh? Getting drunk and doped up as much as we can. Don't even know where we was going or didn't know how we was going to get there. Didn't know whether we were going to live another day. Am I right about that? But God still had a purpose for your life. If God didn't have a purpose for your life, you could have been just like the million that is already gone and sleeping in the grave. Don't that should give us a, a, a reason to shout that God saw something in us that we that he kept us alive? Huh? Look at how many times you could have been dead. Look at how many times you was almost dead. Come on, somebody. Look at the many times that you were such a fool that you could have lost your life at any given time. But God said, I'm going to shield them because I got something for them to do. My purpose. You were to rule on earth as your father ruled in heaven. God got leadership in glory and he wanted man to have the leadership on earth. He wanted man to duplicate what he was in glory. Wow. God was superior in heaven, and he wanted man to be superior on earth. You were created to be cohesive on earth as one people, as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost are one. And, and, and a lot of times that's where we get off at because we don't want to be one. Huh? See, in heaven, it's one family. And, and, and on earth, when God come back, it's going to have to be one family. Amen. He's going to purge out everything that's not one. And we got to make sure that we keep ourselves uh, in the oneness of God. Because when he come back, he's looking for the oneness. If you refuse to be as one, you are defiling his image and his likeness. Because he's one. So if we can't be one, guess what? We going against God. We might think we going against folks, but we actually really going against God. We going against the order. Anybody that's going against the order is out of order and disobedient. You can't operate in the authority that he has given you on earth as it is in heaven. 
And then you understand that. Now look at this thing. The authority that he has in heaven, he invested in us on earth. But guess what? We, as the church, has lost the power of authority. What are you saying? We can't put the devil on the run. We can't pray him out of our schools. We can't get him out of the, the out of out of offices and because ain't enough saints know how to pray to get things changed. What in the White House of authorities? Whoa. We can't we can't get nothing straight in our neighborhoods because we have lost the power of authority. Hmm. God said, ask and it shall be unto you. Only it can be unto you if you are operating under the power and authority that God has invested in you. But guess what? If your walk with God is weak, your authority is weak too. Hmm. Come on, somebody. God said that his people, wait a minute what he said, my people shall be what? They shall be strong and do exports. My people shall be strong. So guess what? If we're weak, we can't operate in the authority of God. And if we're weak and can't operate in the authority of God, guess what else is weak? Our faith is weak. Ooh. Weak faith don't get nothing done. Huh? The law of nature will allow you to multiply, but the law of the spirit will not allow you to be un. Fruitful. You gotta have. You gotta be fruitful in the in the natural sense, and you gotta be fruitful in the spirit. You gotta allow yourself to be spiritually fruitful, huh? You gotta allow yourself to concentrate on being more fruitful in the spirit than you do in the flesh, in the natural. Shoot. Sure. If we look at it, if we look at the reality of it, is we ought to really put more emphasis, uh, or more emphasis on being fruitful in the spirit because we done ran out of old, we done ran out of age, huh? Come on, somebody, you couldn't be fruitful in the natural if you had to. Come on now, if you had, you had a child now, the only way they had, you have is somebody, somebody have to melt them down, pour them down your throat. You may plant seeds in the ground and produce a crop. But without oneness, you will not produce the fruits of the Spirit without oneness with God. Wow. 
Saints, in the spirit realm, you actually don't know what God want to do with you. You actually don't know what his plan for you in the kingdom because we like being spiritual minded. We like being spiritual minded and we like seeking after God to find out what's next on the table. What's next in my life, God? He might come and say, well, you ain't finished what I told you to do in the first place. So you can't go to the next step. But we don't look to see whether or not we finish or is there the next step for us. Why? Because we are not spiritual minded. We are in the church. But our mind is still carnal. We still mind the things of the natural. And we overlook or not even seek out the spirituality things. Come on now. Tell you something, I was, I was hurting so bad today. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I need some strength. And you know what I told him? I said, this time it ain't spiritual strength. I, I, I need some Samson strength. I need some David strength. Huh? Come on, somebody. That's the kind of strength I needed today. Amen. I needed some... At, seven, at almost 73 years old, I needed some physical strength today. You know, praise the Lord wasn't getting it. Um, I, needed, I needed some body strength. Come on now. Amen. If you gave it to them, Lord, you can give it to me. If you gave it to Moses and you gave it to Jacob, you gave, you gave it to them. I need some of that same stuff you gave them. Come on now. So guess what? We have to know what we're asking God for and when we're asking God for it. Amen. So now, we fail to, and when you look at the oneness of God and being the seed that, that, that multiplies, you know, we're supposed to multiply uh Fruitful seeds as well. Because guess what? If you are in the kingdom of God and you are a producer in the kingdom of God, you know what that's saying? You ought to produce like kind. Somebody ought to be following you. Somebody ought to, somebody ought to hear what you have to say and it should register in their spirit and it should cause them to be drawn to God. One, what is that, one planet, one water, but God get the increase. Amen. So guess what? That's kingdom business. That's kingdom worship. That's kingdom producing. That's kingdom uh, sowing seeds in the kingdom of God. Amen. So, hmm. All right. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2. And verses 6 through 9. 
happened. Somebody read the wrong group meet or something and said we weren't coming tonight. Said what? <laughs> oh, okay. Psalms chapter, I mean Genesis 2, verses 6 through 9. Let's read them, please. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord planted, man, planted a garden eastward of Eden. And he put and out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, wait a minute. You know what that tells me? When God made you, he equipped you with everything you needed. You didn't have to toil. You didn't have to work. God took man and sent him in the midst of paradise. And he had already grew everything that man would need to eat. Look at that. God was a provider and he made provision for man on everything that he would possibly need. Man didn't have to know what was good and evil because good was already in him. Because the Bible said that when God finished the sixth day, he said it was good and very good. So good was already planted in man to be good. The devil tricked him and told him that you do that, you're going to know what's good. And if you already know what's good, it was the evil part that you got tripped up on. Hmm. Wow. Look at that. A mist went out. You were fashioned by the hands of God. I need you to understand. I'm gonna, I, I, I sit down because I need you. To, I need you to get a grip on this here. When God took His time and fashioned one man and one woman, you tell you now, and in the in in in, in His. Uh, making them or uh, molding them with his hands and when he finished the job and breathed the breath of life in them and now you know what he said now make like kind wow and that order has been on ever since God told him to make like kind so everything that God had made in man Lamont the heart, the liver, the intestines, every vein, every artery, everything that God formed in one man is spread out all through 
the world. God didn't make no more creation. He made that one specimen. He said two will do. And he told the two to do to replenish the earth. So everything that God had formed by hand in them, they had to pass it on to the next one. And every time they came together, they duplicated what God had done in the garden. Wow, you are duplicate from the beginning. Wow. You are a duplicate of Adam and Eve from the beginning. Huh? God didn't say we were all going to come out looking alike. Huh? But guess what? Everything that Adam and Eve had is in you. Amen. God didn't make no mistake. If, if, if a child came out like Adam, he had everything that Adam had. Not everything that Steve had now. Eve well, no, Steve. They didn't produce no Steve and Eve. Come on now. Everything that Eve had, it was put in you. Because it was the order of God. Now, can you understand what God see in you? Every time God see in you, he see his creation. Uh, he don't see your mom and daddy. He see his creation. Because your mom and daddy had to have you according to him. If it wasn't according to him, your mom and daddy couldn't have had you. Amen. Well, the Lord don't look like they're excited about being in your image. It is written, God formed and fashioned man with his own hands out of the dust. Everything he spoke into existence. But you, he put something special in there. He told everything else, let it be and it was. But when it came down to you, he said, I want to form him because I want him to be in my likeness. I want him to be in my image. Because when I get through forming him, I'm going to breathe my spirit in him. Therefore, God took a special interest in your creation. He wanted you to have his kind of character and ability to rule over all he called into existence. Wow. And the devil tricked us out of the character of God. I imagine if, 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 if Adam could go back now and tell him, I already knew good. Why did I listen to that snake? Said I was going to know good and evil. I already knew good. God is good. That's all I needed to know was God is good. But when you want to know more than what God has made for you to know, you always step over the boundaries. When you step over the boundaries of God, we always get you in trouble. Am I right? If you do not know it, you hold a special place 
in the heart of God. God didn't make no other creation that he would allow them to repent and ask for forgiveness and he'd give it to them. Huh? He don't make no other creation that he gave an opportunity to come to glory where he is. He didn't tell no dog you can come to heaven. He didn't tell no horse you can come to heaven. He didn't tell no other beast that you can come to heaven. But he told you you could. Huh? He told you he'll show you a way to get there. Am I right? So that means that God has something special in his heart for the creation of man. You know, I'll be telling yourself I'm special. I don't know I have freedom. <laughs> the first man, Adam, didn't have to plant or grow his food for God made all provision. He made provision for his care. He placed him in an oasis and gave him everything that was suitable and pleasant for food. God was a provider then and God is a provider now. Come on, somebody. That's amazing. God still providing and we still uh, can't thank him like we ought to. Huh? Why? Because we take our thank you for granted. Huh? Amen. As he provided for Adam, look at all that he has provided for you. Look at all that he, when you had your back up against the wall and God came in and made a way. Come on, somebody. When you thought that you were down to your last dime, somebody came through and made sure that you had some money. Huh? When you thought that you weren't going to never, ever, ever get out of that shotgun shack house and now you're sitting in four and five bedroom home with some of you with jacuzzis. You had the robber. You got out of that iron horse tub of taking a bath. You got out of the outhouse. Now you got one in-house. The only air condition you had was when you let the windows up. Now you can drop the temperature so low you start putting on winter clothes. And you ain't got nothing to thank God for. Come on, somebody. You wouldn't cut, you got away from cutting the hoss off from the bottom of your feet because you didn't have no shoe. Now you got a closet full and you letting that shoe, that, which one am I going to wear today? What, what, what should I, what can I get to match up with what I got on? Lord, have mercy. You got, you know what, you know what the, the bottom line is? You got more than you need. Come on now. You got out of the horse and the buggy. Now you got a choice of what you ride. Which one are we going to ride today, baby? 
That's what Robert and Marsha them do. They have to choose which one they're going to drive today. Huh? And one thing for certain, you didn't have to tell Donnell to go out there and hook up the horse to the buggy. Come on now. Amen. Rosetta didn't have to call uh, Coco and tell her, you got in the oats, my horse is running low. sure thing that God has did a whole lot for us and guess what and he keep right on doing things and guess what we ought to praise him like we ain't got no darn sense we ought to praise him like we are fool we ought to praise him cause he been so good what you praising him for because I love him just, just like he loved me and I'm going to praise him. And guess what? If you don't like me praising him, you need to move on because guess what? I'm going to get my shout on. And I'm like the old man. If you were back in the day, tell somebody to hold your mule. Come on, somebody. Ah. Uh. I know the provision that he made for Adam, he passed them on to you. Huh? He passed them on to you to the point to where Adam didn't have to, uh, uh, Adam didn't have to toil and, 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 and plant nothing for a while till he messed up. Then he had to pass on what he had done because now he had to go out and be a gardener. He had to go out and plow the field. And guess what? He had to pass that on. Because it was in him to pass on. Because God told him to duplicate. So since he was in sin. Then he had to pass on the sin issue. So then he had to pass on the work issue. Come on somebody. Eve had to pass on the pain issue. In childbirth. Because guess what. Everything now. Since they knew good and evil. Was passed on to the sin issue. Now, maybe you understand that when we came here, we came here sinners. Why? Because Adam passed it on. Amen. If you found somebody that was born, came here holy outside of Jesus Christ, let me know who he is. I want to. Come on, somebody. Said, no, not one. There was none righteous. No, not one. Let's go to Psalms 100. If I can get this. Psalm 100. And we're going to read its entirety. Okay. Are we there? Okay. Let's see what the Psalms that had to say that we ought to be doing in the eyes of God. Now, you've got to remember now that, that I gave you a subtopic. What was the subtopic I gave you? 
what God see in you. So let's start with verse 1. And it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh, how many folks? All ye land. The whole earth ought to be rejoicing in this. It was God's plan for every man on the face of the earth. When I said man, that includes man and woman. Uh, on the face of the earth to be rejoicing and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The earth ought to be full of noise going up to God. Huh? But guess what? The devil done got in there and he done shut everybody's mouth. You know how he shut everybody's mouth? He shut everybody's mouth because he told them, said, if you make a noise unto God, I'm going to tell everybody what you done doing. So you shut up. He put shame on you. He let, he made shame override your joy. Amen. That you start feeling like you wasn't worthy to praise God. But this song that didn't say nothing about that, uh, uh, make sure you got every I dotted and every T crossed to give me some praise. You praise your way out. Come on, somebody. Now, the second one says, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Now, guess what? All you got to do when it comes down to God is put your best foot forward. Hmm. We already established that there was none right, no, not one, right? So guess what? Don't let that deter you from trying to serve God. You serve God until you get the strength to bring it all together. And you say, serve him with gladness. One thing for certain, if you can't serve God with gladness, you can't serve him at all. Huh? Because if you ain't serving him with gladness, you ain't got no hope in you. Huh? You ain't, you, you're telling God, I ain't got nothing to look forward to. Come before his presence with singing. When we come to the church, we're supposed to come before his presence with singing. Do, do like me when the praise team get to singing. I find two words in there that I can sing. I, I holler them out real loud. Uh, come on now. I don't want that wrong. I don't want them to get all my praise. I want God to know I'm trying to make a joyful noise too. It might sound like a, a bullfrog, but God, I'm trying. You, 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 you sitting there talking about, well, I can't sing, so I just, I just ain't going to sing anything. Okay. God saw your nothing too. The third verse says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It ain't the folks, it's the God. You got to know who you're serving. You got to know who you're giving your praise to. 
You got to know who you're singing to. Huh? On me and on Father Day, Rob was singing loud up here. I could hear him way back there. Go on, Rob. Brother Day was on it. He was on it, Donnell. I started to go back there and give him my notes. Lamont sounded loud. Oh, he, he, he was doing it. He was trying to outdo Rob. He was doing it. <laughs> but look at this here one though. You know why you ought to know God. You ought to know the Lord that he is God because it is he that has made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people. Why don't you act like you his people? Why don't you pattern yourself after him? Why don't you say, I'm going to be like my daddy? Why don't you try to do what your daddy do? Why don't you try to duplicate what God do? But you know what? We spend most of our time duplicating what the evil man does. We spend most of our time doing what he wants us to do. Instead of trying to duplicate the, the father that says that we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now, you know, when a sheep is in a pasture, he got plenty to eat. He got plenty to graze on. He got good sleeping quarters. Huh? Why? Because the shepherd is watching over him. Come on now. God didn't make you graze in a field where everything was burned up and wasn't nothing but dust. And dirt. Uh, he said a pasture. He didn't say a burn up field. Where there wasn't no substance. God placed you where there was substance. This is his pasture. The, in the church God has made plenty of substance for us. Huh? Amen. God has always made plenty for us to eat. Spiritually, and he has always made us have plenty to eat natural. Son, the problem is that we eat more natural than we do spiritual. Come on, somebody. Instead of us looking for a, 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 a spiritual dessert, we're still looking for some more cornbread ice cream. Come on now. Can I get a second helping? Huh? Come on, somebody. Why don't you ask God for a second helping sometimes? Huh? Lord, while I'm praising, do you have a second helping up there for me? Huh? Can you feed my soul just a little bit more? I'm still hungry, God. Then he told you, for a verse, enter into his gates with what? Oh, so you ought to be thanking God when you get here. Lord, I, look here. Lord, I made it. Thank you. Huh? You didn't have to come through the door with a pocket full of money. You didn't have to come through the door with a, a new outfit. Oh, Lord, I made it here. And I thank you. I enter into your court, well, your gates with thanksgiving. And into your court with praise. 
One Sunday, y'all was on so much fire praising and worshiping God that I said, am I in the right place? Come on now. I bet y'all almost scared your own self. Come on now. He said, be thankful unto him. And do what? Bless his name. How you gonna bless his name? You gonna praise him. You gonna worship him. You gonna call on the name of Jesus. You gonna honor that name. You gonna wear it as a badge of honor. For the Lord is good and his mercy. Who in here think that God ain't good? Who in here that God that showed that he wasn't good? You better not raise your hand. Come on, somebody. God was good on your rush day. Huh? Come on now. God was good when we were bow-legged and slew-footed. Come on now. Moonwalking backwards? Huh? Lying up a stone? Come on now. Throwing bricks and hiding your hand? God still was good. Huh? He was good when you thought he didn't see you, but he saw you. You know why I know know he saw you? Because he made you in his image and in his likeness. So therefore, he keeps a watch on you. Huh? You keeps a watch on yours that you birthed. Come on, somebody. God keeps a watch on them that he made after his image. So I need us to know that God is watching us. Just in case you thought that he went to sleep. He neither sleep nor slumber. Amen. For the Lord is good. And his, you ought to be thanking God. You, you ought to have a shout in the camp of the mercy of God. Because guess what? We still are all here because of his mercy. Because his mercy endured throughout all generations. Look how long God's mercy been working. God's mercy been working ever since the Garden of Eden. And his mercy still is working. It worked down in Egypt. It worked over in Jerusalem. It worked, it worked, it worked, it worked when they crossed the Red Sea. It worked when they crossed Jordan. It worked when you got to know that Jesus came and died for you. It's Working is working is never stop working. And I don't care about what nobody say, his truth endures to all generations. Truth gonna get out. I don't care how you feel about it. If you don't like truth, truth still gonna get out. Lie might be found in you, but it won't be found in the truth. Come on, somebody. You can holler about, I don't see it that way, all you want them. God don't care how you see it. He's telling you how it is. 
Did that make sense? We should make a joyful noise to the creator of our life. To the one that preserved us. Kept us. Showed us his unconditional love. You ought to be glad to serve the one that saved you. Shelter you from the storms of life. Look at the storms that we've been through. Come on, somebody. Look at all. Wow. Oh, I, I, I got I to I sit down on this one. I got to sit down on this one. When the storms of life was blowing, and some of us were caught up in the nightclubs, One way in and one way out. Guns got to shooting and you didn't know which way to run. Be like me and my wife, we hit the floor. Wasn't no point running, might run into the bullet. <laughs> but God shielded us while they were shooting. Come on, somebody. And you think you got out of there on your own accord. God spared you. In the wild parties that you attended. Come on somebody. And they start shooting. And God spared you. You so drunk you didn't even know where you was. Huh? Wasn't we Lamont? and ran in the ditch. <laughs> Just so happened one of my friends came by and seen me up in the ditch and then here come the police. Oh, uh, here come the law. He, he pulled his car close to my told the police, he said, oh, we were talking and his car slid over in the ditch. Police said, oh, okay. <laughs> Left me in the ditch. Went home, woke up the next morning, hollered at Bottle. Where's my car? Somebody done stole my car. Car around the corner in the ditch. Done come from all the way to East End to Adam Street in the West End. And how I made it, I do. Yes, I do. It was the mercy of God. You been there. You've been there, you ain't been there, you ain't know where you was all the time. You were drunk and high. You know, like y'all got halos on your head. You might have hay, but it ain't low. Come on, somebody. Uh, we belong to him. Therefore, he kept us. Therefore, enter into his house. And when you get to thinking about what all God done for you, uh, when you don't even think you got a reason to give God some praise, you ought to praise him. You ought to praise him so God can send you 
to, 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 to continue you back in time in your mind. And so you'll know what he brought you out of. Come on now. There's some things that God know about you. You don't, you dare don't want nobody else to know. And God kept silent. But he know. Come on, somebody. So don't think he don't know. Talk to me. Go to Psalm 139. Some other things we've been squeaky clean all our life. Dirt packed up under your fingernails and your toenails. Probably why you wear two pair of socks. Yeah, so you make sure the dirt don't get out. Psalm 139, verse 13 says... For thou have all. God is the reason that you made it here. Because you could have been stillborn. You could have died at birth. Come on, somebody. You could have still not had breath when they spanked you. But because God told you to holler, <laughs> you cried out. To let them know that there was life in you. Amen. The doctor could not have promised you life because you was being birthed. He had to find out whether or not God was going to give you life. And, uh, and the tool they used to find out was you're going to get life. They spanked you on that behind. And you hollered. Might have had to hit road twice, but she still hollered. <laughs> then he says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are the works, and that my soul. You mean to tell me your soul know more about you than you do? Your soul know how marvelous you was made? Come on, somebody. Does your soul know how you was put together? And your soul is telling you, marvelous are the works of God's hands? Woo. That God didn't have to duplicate nobody. He made you one and only you. Amen. If somebody came out looking just like you, it was something about them that they couldn't duplicate about you. Because God made you unique. Did y'all hear me? And now it's your job to go and find out what is the uniqueness that God made in you for his use, for his purpose. I 
I can't run like a gazebo like Coco because my leg is too short. <laughs> so I have to take half sticks to God can make me take whole sticks. Come on, somebody. Amen. So guess what? Don't try to duplicate your salvation after somebody else. You go out to God and get your own. Work out your own salvation in fear and what? And that means reverence. You got to reverence God for what he made in you. Tell yourself, I'm, I'm uniquely made. I am, I am, I am made fearfully and wonderfully. Amen. Then it says what? My substance was not hid from me. Oh, when I was made in secret and curiously wrote in the lowest part of the earth, thy eyes did see my substance, yet being in, oh, what? Unperfect. God seen you. Come on now. With his eyes, he seen your substance. He seen what you was made of. He seen what you was caught up in. He saw your imperfections. But he kept you. Lord have mercy. Y'all know how we is. We got something that, 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 that ain't been perfected. We got something that's moral. We got something... That's broke down and, and we don't feel like fixing it. We sit it out on the curb for the junk man to come and get. Don't we do that? You ought to thank God that he didn't sit you out on the curb. You ought to thank God that one day he said, I'm going to make something out of her, whether she want me to or not. And then if she keep on bucking against me and don't let me make what I want to make out of her, then I'm going to put her on the curb. He still will put you on the curb. Amen. Keep having a stubborn head, disobedient, and God will drop you right on the curb. Why? Because you, he took you down to the potter's house to make you over and you wouldn't allow him to form you like he wants you to be. So go down to the potter's house. See what the potter is doing on the wheel. Uh, and what the potter was doing on the wheel, he was molding the clay. He was molding and fashioning the clay to his light. Uh, oh, but when God gets to farming and, and molding up, God, I don't like that curve there. I, 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 I don't like that one, Lord. Can you put something else there? Huh? That one don't feel right. Don't you know everything that God do in you ain't going to feel right? Don't you know that everything that God do in you, your flesh going to fight it, going to go against the grain? Do y'all know that? Your flesh ain't going to want to do what God wants you to do. That's why you got to make sure you let God take you down to the potter's house. Put you on the potter's wheel. And you know when he can't, when the potter can't make the clay over, you know what he do? He ball it up. Throw it in the trash and get some fresh clay. Don't let nobody take your place. Huh? You better stay on that wheel till God 